Hello and welcome to this week's podcast, the Denver Homes Market Report. This is Ricky Schoonover of the Nostalgic Homes Group Compass. Well, we are closing out April 2020 and dare I say, good riddance. I'm here this week to hopefully bring a glimmer of hope in all this. However, I also want to be real. The quote unquote good news I have to share is really more like it could be worse. With that being said, I want to be careful not to undermine the real struggles out there for so many in our community who are finding it difficult to stay afloat in these turbulent times. With that being said, I also want to take some time today to share with you some hard data. These are real numbers pulled from our local MLS or multiple listing service. These are not numbers from Trulia or Zillow or Realtor.com, no, no. Those really are not much more than just paid advertising. They basically mine data, repackage it, and then attract you, the consumer, to their websites, where they then mine your personal data. They then sell your data or charge us realtors for access to your information and your search habits. I'm proud to say I have finally figured out what these types of sites are up to, and I do not pay one penny to any of them. You know, I have, however, figured out a way to use their data to help me land more listings without paying them a dime. How, you may ask? For those of you who know me, know that I was a helicopter rescue swimmer for the U.S. Navy. So if I told you my secrets, I'd have to kill you. (laughs) Well, not really. But it's a niche that I have figured out and I'd rather hold close to my chest. If you do call me for a job interview, I will share a little more about how I use paid advertising sites to my advantage, but I do not use them to gain access to your personal information. On that note of job interviews, you may not realize this. When you are hiring a realtor, either as a buyer's agent or a listing agent, you really should be thinking of it as a job interview, with you being the hiring manager and we are seeking employment. The vast majority of realtors are not paid salaries or hourly wages. In fact, all of our business expenses, such as printing, mailing, and yes, for those who do pay for those sites like Zillow and others, all those expenses that help us find and keep clients are paid out of pocket. We are paid only when we are able to get a buyer and a seller to come to an agreement. We then nurture that deal with all its various contingencies and help both parties, and in most cases, the buyer's lender, to all agree to the final terms of the contract. We have both parties sign the deed and transfer funds. Once all those stars are aligned and all parties have fully executed the contract, that is when our brokerage gets paid. Yes, our brokerage gets paid. The majority of us hang our license with a real estate firm or brokerage. So our brokerage earns the commission. However, we have an agreement that states any commissions that we bring to the brokerage, agents are shared commission. After the split, we then pay our business expenses and of course taxes, and what's left is our income. Now, I know many may find it taboo to talk about how realtors are paid. However, I think transparency is important for my clients to know how all this works. 
So who pays these real estate commissions? It seems really expensive to buy and sell a house. You know, all deals are unique, so I want to be careful not to lump them all into one basket. But typically, if a home is listed with a listing agent who then lists that home into the local MLS, part of your listing agreement will spell out how commissions are paid and to whom. If there are if you are a home buyer, you may be shocked to learn you as the buyer in most cases do not pay your realtor. If the seller is utilizing a listing agent and the MLS, they have likely agreed upfront a portion of the commission will go to the brokerage who brings the buyer. That's correct. The person selling their home hires a realtor to represent their best interests and to market their home for sale. They are also agreeing the listing brokerage will compensate the brokerage who brings the buyer who ultimately buys their home. Now this could end up being their listing agent, but in the vast majority of cases, it's a buyer who is represented by a buyer broker who is representing their client's own best interests. So even though there are many expenses when buying a home, in most cases, your realtor is not one of them. This is important for two reasons. One, if you are thinking about buying a home, it's important to interview realtors. Choose one who you feel has your best interest at heart. And secondly, hopefully, this is a lifelong relationship. They become your trusted source for all your real estate needs. And when you are ready to sell, you have that relationship to turn to in that time of need. You know, I feel our high schools are really missing the mark with not devoting time with students to better explain some of these life skills, like how to invest in a 401k or other financial mediums, how to buy a home, some basics of car and mortgage finance, etc. Buying your first home may seem less scary if we get a basic education on these life events and skills, and would for sure make buyers much more comfortable just knowing the basics. I find that younger buyers have no idea where to even start. You know, I love working with all of my clients, buyers and sellers, but there is a special place in my heart for first time home buyers. It's just cool to help educate them and help them realize it's really not all that scary. In fact, it's actually really a fun experience when you know a little of what to expect. Okay, so we have talked a little about buyer and seller representation, who pays what to win when it comes to real estate commissions. Today is April 30th, the last day of the month. Now there still may be a few deals closing today as it's morning at the time I'm recording this podcast. However, I like to get my podcast recorded and distributed onto Spotify on Thursdays. I have some of you subscribed and tuning in each week, so it's important to me that I get published and sent out each Thursday promptly. If you have not yet subscribed, or this is the first time you have listened to the Denver Homes Market Report, please do subscribe and tune in each Thursday. Let's go ahead and dive into some numbers for the month of April. You know, I like to keep numbers super simple here on the Denver Homes Market Report. They are simply difficult to follow without some visual reference. However, it is real estate after all. 
It's a numbers-driven metric. So knowing some basics really help you know where the market stands. I'm pulling all this information off our local MLS we use here in Denver and the surrounding areas. We'll talk about the total numbers of homes listed for sale here in Denver. We'll go over the number of homes which are currently under contract. And then finally, we'll discuss how many deals we have closed in this month of April. There are currently 2,426 detached homes. Those are houses actively for sale in the MLS. There are another 958 attached homes or condos and townhouses for a total of 3,384 listings uh, as active during the month of April. Now keep in mind, this is only homes that went active for the month of April. There are nearly 10,000 listings in our local MLS being offered for sale at this time. If you are a buyer, surely there must be something available that fits your needs and budget. If you are a seller, you may be encouraged by the number of homes which are going to contract. There are currently 3,632 homes which are under contract just this April. So the sellers and the buyers have agreed to a contract and they are in the process of executing the terms of their agreement, hopefully to a successful close. Now for the closings of the month of April, from April 1st to the time of this podcast, on April 30th, 2020, we have closed 4,149 deals. You know, that's pretty remarkable given the current situation and restrictions we have on marketing and showing homes. So as you can see, as our business has taken quite a hit, however, it does seem like things are looking up. I'm pleasantly surprised just how resilient our community has been through all of this. I mean, come on. We have been pretty much relegated to our houses for a good portion of March and this entire month of April. I can tell you personally, my listing I'm selling at 15 Dudley is in these statistics. I did a few things differently in order to get this home under contract. We are scheduled now to close mid-May. However, I first had my awesome photographer, Chris Weber from Orchestrated Light, do some amazing high-def uh, photography, as well as a Matterport tour for my listing. I then held a virtual open house where I used a wide angle attachment to my phone's camera and a stabilizing camera holder. I walked around the house and gave a tour explaining some of the things that were done to this home to get it ready for market. This was really not the same as an in-person open house. However, I had a blast being live on Facebook for my whole 10 minutes of fame. Although I didn't have a huge audience during the event, my video did really well and many people watched it when it was published on Facebook and other online platforms. I was able to get an offer and get that offer accepted sight unseen. Now, of course, the buyers still had their inspection contingency and they were able to see the home firsthand before they made their final decision to move forward with the purchase contract. This is just one example of how I'm getting things done for my clients. If you are looking for a resourceful realtor to either help you buy or sell your home, I sure hope you'll call me. I would jump at the chance for that job interview I spoke of earlier. I have been in real estate dating back to 2003. I have seen all types of markets and helped my clients navigate them all. So 
If you are even thinking of buying or selling your home, give me a call, 720-688-5110. Let's chat about your situation and how my experience may be put to use to help you. All right, well, if you've been following along to my weekly podcasts, you know we often go over a particular neighborhood here in the Denver area. We talk a little bit about the history of the area and who shaped its early days. And we also talk about what's going on in the current market within that area. This week, with it being the end of the month, and given the crazy times we find ourselves in, I felt it was important to shed some light on how business is still getting done here in the Denver area. And that includes plenty of people finding creative ways to buy and sell homes, all while working within the proper guidelines and keeping each other safe while doing so. I hope this all gives you some hope that not all is lost. I have seen a few posts on social media where people were shocked that there were still people out there buying and selling homes. You know, this virus popped up quickly and the ramifications for our businesses came on even more sudden. We all needed to learn and adapt quickly. So I think it was timely and an important topic to cover for you this week with a takeaway being there are still ways to buy and sell real estate. Now, as much as ever, you need a professional in your corner helping you navigate this quote unquote new normal. It's now more important than ever to hire someone with the experience to market your home and get it to the widest pool of potential buyers as possible. You may only get one offer. You may need to wait longer for that solid buyer to come along. And instead of spending, say, $1,000 on marketing, it may take a few thousand to really do it right. This is why I always cover all marketing expenses and all photography for the homes I'm presenting to market. I don't want my clients having to skip on marketing their home. That's never a good idea, and especially in these types of situations. In order to make the most of your investment, you always need to cast the widest net possible to capture as many potential buyers as possible. That is the key to selling your home and getting full market value. If you are not exposing your home to the full market, you are likely leaving money on the table. So this brings this week's podcast to a close. Let me know if you found the information useful. You can simply send me a private message here through my podcast or on my Facebook page, Ricky Schoonover, S-C-H-O-O-N-O, D as in Victor, E-R, that's Ricky Schoonover, Nostalgic Homes Group Compass. I look forward to your feedback. Please do tune in next week as we'll dive into yet another cool neighborhood here in the Denver area. We'll highlight some more awesome homes for sale. I thank you for tuning in. This is Ricky Schoonover, Nostalgic Homes Group Compass. Please, if you must go out, be safe. Take all the recommended precautions and please tune in next week to the Denver Homes Market Report here on Spotify.